church. I'm hungry tonight, Jesus. We're hungry. We're so longing for you. your vision, readjust your vision, set your eyes back on me, so another he would say, you have hopelessness in your heart, from sickness and loss, he's declaring tonight I'm breathing in you, I'm breathing on those that are slain, that they might live again to the glory of God, to another he would say, stop building it. Give it back to me. Stop building it. Because you, only, you can only take it so far. You can only take it so far, the Lord is saying. To another, he was saying, you have bitterness in your heart. You have strife against your brother. And it's choking you. So you have to bless him. You have to bless them tonight. When you need to do that, somebody needs to do that tonight. 
need to bless them tonight. To another, he's saying, you need to change. You need to go back. You need to go back to the first. You need to go back to the beginning because you went without me and you need to return. You need to go back and come with me. To another, he would say, he's going to take the common landscape and reveal the hidden things. He's going to show you his glory. Out of the stuff you see every day, he's going to show you his glory. So we back. We magnify you, Jesus. We back down tonight, God. We back down tonight, Lord. We say, have your way. This week, Pastor's celebrating his 38th wedding anniversary. So, uh, he asked me to come and deliver the word. And I'm excited to be here. Before I begin, I want to share this with you. And I try to remember to say this each time before I, I take the pulpit, stand in a place, I presume to speak the word of the Lord. It says, was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Let the power of God fall tonight, Jesus. Not because any of us deserve it. Not because any of us are unique. Because we thirst long for the courts of our God. Oh, Jesus. They tell me to stop looking for it, but I won't. They say, say, stop talking about it, but I won't. Because I want to see it, Jesus. I want to see revival. I won't stop talking about it. I know it's not here, but I won't stop talking about it. Let your glory fall. Jesus tonight may it be sovereign this evening not by the merit of man but because you are sovereign Jesus thank you thank you Jesus hey if you're uh, if you're with Studio 7 tonight 
you're between the ages of 18 to 25, we want to release you now to a great man of the faith, Patrick Davis and his wife, Jackie. Uh, I, used to, I used to run that ministry, and my heart is there with you. So as you go, if, you can go right now. You can just feel free to stand up and, and take off with Patrick and Jackie, and uh, they're going to give you a word in season. And, uh, you're in great hands tonight. Tear them up, Patrick. Give it to them. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Okay, so I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to go a different direction now. Um, I'm going to try to tell a joke. pastor standing at the front of the church and uh, this youngster between the ages of 18 and 25 we'll pick on them because they're not here this youngster comes through and he, and he and the pastor says look I haven't seen you in a long time where you been you need to join the, the Lord's army he said pastor I'm, I'm in the Lord's army what are you talking about he said well I only see you for Christmas and Easter what are you talking you can't be in the Lord's army like that he leaned into the pastor and he said in the secret service the best I got, sorry. <laughs> it was clean, it was PG, you know. What can I say? I don't want to give you anything. There was this, no, I won't say that story. That's okay. Hey, uh, what I want you to do tonight, hopefully you got a crayon when you walked in. You get a crayon? All right, take your crayon out. I want you to take your crayon out. I'm going to pick my color tonight. What time is it before I get started? Okay. Uh... I think I want to. I mean, black. Who's black? No. No black? No. I want you to do a smell it. So you remember that smell? Oh, you didn't even get a crane? If you didn't get a crane, raise your hand. I'll get you one. You didn't get one? Oh, that's terrible. You need a crane. It's part of the part of service. We're going to color. I like that. What's wrong with this guy? Color. That's a good color? All right. Who, who else think of it? So just take a good whiff of it. Does it, does it sound familiar? Does it smell sound familiar? Just, I got my senses all messed up. It doesn't smell familiar? I'll pass that back to you. Give her, give her a crayon. Give her a crayon. Well, uh, probably the last time most of us saw a crayon was in kindergarten. Or it actually picked one up. Smelled it. Felt it. You're in kindergarten, they give you the crayons, right? And they tell you, they, they, they encourage you, don't they? They're like, color, just color away. Doesn't even matter if you stay inside the lines. You can, you can do whatever you want. I brought some of my, of my little girls. Coloring books have changed over the years. They weren't this big back in the day, right? So my little girl, she, she, she's got me some, she's got me some here. Of course, they're not all crayons either, markers and stuff. But look at that. Now, now, now look at you all. You all go, oh, that's, that's so sweet. But, uh, but he, go precious. My little girl's name is precious. Well, you know, if you tell the truth, you're like, look, you can do better than that. I can do better than that. That's not even what color Hello Kitty is, right? But when you're a little kid and you're in kindergarten and they give you the cramp, don't they encourage you? But just color. Color away. Just color, baby. Just color. Just keep coloring. Doesn't even matter if you stay in the lines. Just color. Right, then you bring it home to your mom and your dad, and they're like, oh, that's great, it's so wonderful, and we stick it on the refrigerator. <laughs> it 
did grandma and grandpa come over? Oh, it's so wonderful. What is it? It's a giraffe. No, no, it's, it's a turtle. And then something weird happens. You get to, you get, my wife's a teacher, so I know this. You get to about first or second grade, and they take your crayons away from you. They say, stop coloring. No more coloring. Give us your crayons. And then they take all our crayons, right? And we haven't seen our crayons in a long, long time. They took our crayons, man. It's messed up. They took our crayons we haven't seen in a long time. Then, here's what we do. We get this fixed. Then we do this. They, they give us, they, they take our crayons, and then they start teaching us stuff that they think we should know as we get older. Some of it's legit, right? I mean, two plus two, we needed that. <laughs> we absolutely needed that. And some of it's not so good. Stuff they start teaching us, right? Most of it's good. They start teaching us things they think we should know, so that way when we graduate high school, we can go to college and learn more things that they think we should know so that one day we can get a job and go work for somebody. Basically, the, the, the right? Do I got that right? Or am I missing a, a trick there? Then, okay, we graduate. They still have our trans. Then we go to college. No, we don't go to college. We pay to go to college. Some absurd amount of money. Just ridiculous, right? We pay ridiculous amounts of money. And we go to college to pay them to teach us what they think we should know to go to work for somebody that, to tell us what we should be doing for them. And we still don't have our crayons back. And most of us are angry because we don't have our crayons back. Truth be told. You're angry because you don't have your crayons back. And you're wondering, who the heck took my crayons? And we go to work. We, we, we graduate college, and it's a lovely day, right? We have the, and we got the ceremony, and, and we just we got a degree in brick-making 101 for Pharaoh. Then we go to work for Pharaoh. Then we realize, this isn't what I wanted to do. I don't, what, what was I thinking? You know, I went to school for two years to be a nurse. I went to school for two years. About, about deep into the second year. They told me I was going to have to serve my clinicals in a nursing home. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Yeah, you're going to have to go do this. You're going to have to, you know, clean. Yeah. I was like, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. So I just dropped out, got a real job, as they say. Started making more bricks for Pharaoh. But something happens because eternity is planted inside the heart of man. It's there. It's inside of you. You have this deep desire to have your crayons back. I'm going to show it to you. If you have your Bible, go with me tonight to Genesis 1-1. I want to show you something. That's so cute. This is wonderful, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan, let me tell you something. At the end of the, I'm going to tell you this now, and at the end of the night, you're going to get it. Jordan's got his crayons. Kids got skills. So here we go. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That word there, God created, created. That word, it's pronounced in the Hebrew, bara. In the beginning, God barad the earth, the heavens and the earth. 
And if you follow the first and second chapter of Genesis, you see that all through there, God is barrying. He's making stuff. He's creating stuff. I mean, he's getting down with himself. He is making stuff. Now go to Genesis 126 through 28. It says, then God said, I've been in a series. This would be like part two of it. You know, talking about the Trinity. And uh, I'll touch on it lightly. I'm not going to go there. But in in the beginning, God said, God there is Elohim. And it's the plural word used for God. So we're introduced to the Trinity right off the ticket of the Bible. Because if God's not one, then he's something altogether different. Because he refers to himself in the plural, Elohim. So tonight I want to talk about the first person of the Trinity, God, the creator, the bara of God, the creation of God. So Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. See, God's totally something different. According to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. That's cool. So God created man. God barad man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them. And then God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God said, let, let us make man like us. Don't miss it. He said, let us make man, let's like, let me and you, like him. So here's the thing. God's got his crayons. He's a creator. He barras. And he said, let's make, let, let's make man like us, like the Trinity. So God the Creator here says, go do what we just did for you. Now go do it again. Right at the genesis of time, at the poem of creation, God creates, then he makes man, and he says, now you go create. And you see it, it's in us, isn't it? Oh, it's in us. Guys like John Lennon start writing songs. Michael Jackson, whoa, starts writing songs. Why? Don't get mad at them. Don't get mad at them because they're secular. No, the reason they write is they created in his image. They're just doing what their DNA tells them to do. They know they were created. They have creation calling from the inside of them to create. And so they then start spitting out lyrics and they start writing things and then chefs start cooking things. Then you start adding things and you start you start engineering things because you were created to create. Weren't you? I mean, doesn't creation just draw you in to do what you created to do? We were created to create. Create something. So now we have a problem. Right off the bat, we have a problem. Because then the, the story goes on. And you see what happens. The devil comes. The destroyer comes. And what does he do? He he steals. And he lies. Let's read it. He steals and he lies. Go to 
Genesis 3, 17 to 19. He says, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat, you shall eat of it. All the days of your life, both thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth to you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Not saying work will be toilsome now, because sin. Work will be toilsome and hard. You were created to create, but you gave in to sin, and so now it's going to be, to be hard. The earth is going to bring forth, forth thorn and thistle. It's going to make you sweat. you were made to create not work God there are friends that you weren't, you weren't made to work but because of sin now you have to work I made you to create but you ma- the, the man messed it up Adam jacked it all up so now we have to work and most of us have, ad- have adopted this theology that this is the end of it this is God's purpose and will for our life So instead of creating, so instead of getting our crayons and creating a masterpiece for God, getting a blank canvas, doing it for God, instead of doing what we were called to do, this is what we start to do. Begin to paint by numbers. We paint all of the threes blue and all of the fours are green. You go to work for somebody and you start painting by numbers because you, you've eaten the fruit. You've eaten what's forbidden and now all you know is to make bricks for Pharaoh. It's good. You start coloring by number. You go to work every day and most of us have adopted it as normal. It's not normal in the kingdom. I'm here to tell you tonight, if you're struggling with it, it's not normal in the kingdom. You're not supposed to be coloring by number. You're not made to go to work and punch in, put in eight hours and punch out. You're not made to paint by numbers. You aren't created that way, Adam. You are barad. I barrage you. And now you got to go barrage something or it's a slow suicide for you. <laughs> it ain't a quick one. It's a slow one. It's 85 to 100 years nibbling on the barrel of a gun it's slow it's going to take a long time you're going to be unhappy because you're going to, you've, you've, you've taken the treasures and you, you've mistaken them you've eaten the fruit and think this is it this must be what I've created to do <laughs> go to work every day I worked in a job like that for 15 years till one day <laughs> I woke up and I've been barrage. I gotta let this out. I I have a barrage on the inside of me. You have a barrage on the inside of you. Wake up, go to work every day. The statistics will tell you we're calling off work at least once a week. I remember when I worked in the city of Lorraine. I have to repent. I was in a union, so, you know, the guys there, we took advantage of that stuff. And I'd call off at least once a week. I hated that job. I hated driving around in that big blue truck. 
waiting. I felt like I was dying. I couldn't figure it out either. I'm like, God, why does this hurt so much? I mean, this has got to be the easiest job in the world. Why is this so painful? I mean, really, look, if, you don't, if you've never been in government work, let me introduce you to it. My first day on the job, I got there, and they put me in this truck with these two guys that could barely walk. Trust you. <laughs> I get in the car. I get in the truck. We drive around for eight hours. We ate a lot. <laughs> about, about ten years of that. I mean, I was going crazy, especially when I figured out that I wasn't made driving around in a truck for eight hours out of the day. Once I figured it out, once I got my stupid crayons back, once I went back to first and second grade, kicked that teacher in the knees and give me my crayons. I want my crayons back. You lied to me. You made me this way. I didn't say that. The world will make you that way, though. You start adopting the philosophies of the world, and next thing you know, you're working for Pharaoh, man. <laughs> you got a degree. You know you got a doctorate in pumping out bricks. You're working. You're helping Pharaoh make bricks better. You're like, look, Pharaoh, look here. I think if we make, you know, if we if we just pushed a little harder on our crew, we can make bricks faster. We can dream up some technology, and we can pump these bricks out faster. Man, we could build an empire for ourselves and make a name, and then we could call it the Tower of Babel. Wouldn't it be great? It's all just craziness. Most of us don't even know that's what we're doing. Most of us don't even know we've adopted that. Go to Genesis 37.3. Hey, John, if you want to stop, you can, but I love it. <laughs> Genesis 37.3. Listen, look, look at this. It says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Some of us just need to get that far. Before he even gives us a coat, you need to understand how much he loves you. That your father loves you. Some of you, you just need to check it out. You just need to realize that. That God loves you. That your father loves you so much, he wants you to live life in color. <laughs> he doesn't want you to live in life in black and white, shades of gray, boredom, depression. Going to work, coming home. Going to work, coming home. 2.5 cars. 2.5 kids. 78K a year. Barely making enough to survive. Got a house just like the rest of the Joes. Working for Pharaoh just like the rest. Working for Caesar just like the rest. God loves you. That is not his intention for your life. Those of us in this room tonight, we got our crayons, or we're going to get them back. You're going to get them back tonight. You were made to work for nobody. You might have to for a little bit. <laughs> Listen to me. The creators, the creators, the barras of God are in this room tonight. You are, you are the barras of God and you know it. 
and he loves you. And then he, then he gave Joseph. Look at what, what, what he did. He said, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Woo. Because he was the son of his old age. Oh, Jesus. Come on, in the time, on the time frame, of, on the clock of God. On the clock of God. If there's ever been any old children of God. If there's ever been any children late in God's time, if you will. It must be you. We must live in the days that are of the end. We must. Don't you feel it? Don't you feel it? Don't you feel the suddenness of Christ? Oh, it's, it's close. If you, you stick your tongue out, you can taste it. The children of his old days. And look what he does. He gives them a coat of many colors. Why? It's blessing. The coat of blessing belongs to you and me. Belongs to us. The Barah created. Then, then look at look at what happens after that. Check check out what he does. What Joseph does. Thirty seven six. says. So he said to them, "Please hear this dream which I have dreamed." Right away, Joseph got a coat. Then what happens? He starts dreaming. He starts creating. <laughs> he starts creating. He, he, starts, he starts making stuff. He starts seeing his life the way God sees it. He gets the coat of blessing. He gets the coat of color. And he realizes life is not meant to be lived in black and white. Life is meant to be lived in color. And I'm going to live it that way. I'm going to go live life that way. Then he starts dreaming God's dreams. He starts barrying. He starts creating stuff. Starts coming out of him. Because he realizes, Woo, I got the coat on. I live in color. I live in the spirit. How, how much more so you and I? wear the coat of many colors they're colors that 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 we see that don't even they're not even represented in the rainbow one time i remember i was barely saved just got saved it wasn't even worthy to see jesus's toilet paper i was sitting in a room somewhere began to pray i didn't know god that I, I, I didn't know the Holy Spirit, Jesus, God. I didn't know one from the other, but I knew that I was born again. And I knew there was something different. I knew I was living life in color at that point. I lifted up my hands and closed my eyes. And I don't know what happened. I was taken somewhere. And I saw things. That I can't, I, to this day, I can't tell you. There were shapes and there were colors that aren't in the box. There's colors that, that weren't in the box. I saw stuff. And I'm saying, what I saw is not in the 64 pack. What I saw, it wasn't, I'd never seen it down here thus far in 36 years almost of life on the earth. I haven't seen it yet. Begin the barah. <laughs> Begin to live life in color. Color. Colors of heaven, I began to see things. Eyes are open. The Bible says, lest a man be born again, he can't even see 
the kingdom of God. I began to see it. Really. It begins a dream. So many of us tonight, we stopped dreaming. We got born again and We just quit. We got discouraged. We got let down. A lot of us got let down. Some preacher, some dad, or some mom, or some uncle, or some this, or some dad, some job. Sometimes God didn't answer this. God didn't do that. So we just quit. We throw in the towel, and then we just start. Start living on the grid. Just. Just plug into the grid and start living. Let's live this way. Because this way must be the way we're meant to live. Must be God's will. Must be God's will that I get sick and die. Must be God's will that my parents died prematurely. I'm probably going to die prematurely. Must be God's will. Just plug in. Take a ride. Enjoy it while it's here. We start, we start believing that stuff. We forget what we're born of. Born of the Spirit. Born of the water. Born of the blood. Born of the Spirit. And that's more than this. Now don't get me wrong. You're going to have to put it in. It's a a theory. My my friends, we we talk about it. It's a a slang term. We call it guns and butter. Some of you might be familiar with guns and butter. Guns and butter. It's a theory. Something, something. The world knows about this theory. Guns, that's what you got to do. You got to go to work. Got to make, gotta make the money. Got to bring home the bacon. That's guns. Then the butter. Butter, that's the barah. That's the stuff that feeds you. What is it that feeds you? What is it? You got to find out what it is. If you don't find out what it is, you're going to die. You better barah. Better figure out what your barah is and get to it. God's waiting for you. God's waiting. Not only God, but all of creation groans for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. All of the earth is waiting for you to barah. Let it out of you. Eternity that's planted in your heart is crying out to you. Create. Create. Make something. Put something together. Go out there and raise the dead. My goodness, don't just lay around and die. Don't just suck up oxygen and wait till you breathe the last drop. You want to fight. You say, I don't know what it is. You want to fight? Come, come ask me. I got about 50 of them. There's plenty of fights. There's plenty of somethings out there to barack. 500,000 people fall off the globe in one year. Britney Spears gets more time on the news than that. In Sudan, Darfur. Every two seconds, one, two, somebody dies from hunger. One, two, another one just died. One, two, another one just died. What? You have nothing to create? You don't have nothing to barah? You think it's about just punching in at work and punching out? 
How many people sit in a jail cell, locked in prison, waiting for somebody to barah? Give them some creation. Give me something to do. Tell me I have something inside of me that was born long before sin entered my life that gives me purpose and hope. Barah. You were made to create. You were made to dream. You were made that way. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. It's never too late to barah. got to get your crayons back you got to dream again church you're the only hope for this world you are the only hope for this world now that you have them back now that you I say yeah give me my crayons back I want my crayons back there's some things you need to know Jesus you need to know this that God God's dreams are never dependent Upon kings, emperors, pharaohs, or presidents. Or Caesars. That he, God, God's Barah, does not wait for President Obama to pass legislation. He wasn't waiting for the stimulus bill to Barah something. He wasn't waiting for Congress to rescue GM to Barah something. You know what he's waiting on? Us. Amen. Waiting on you, he says. When? When? When will they barah? When will you create? You were made like me. You were made to create. I have my DNA in you. Now go make something for me. Tell my kids all the time, go create something. I work at McDonald's. My oldest son, 18, and I'm old. I started him a business. He can paint. Paint. I can barrage. Started him a business. I said, now go barrage. Go. Go, go, go. Here's your website. Here's your business cards. Now go. Create. You were made to work for McDonald's, KFC. You were made to work for somebody else. You were made to create. You have something to contribute that no one else does. And it's born of the Spirit. It's not just born of flesh and blood. It's born of the Spirit. It gives life eternal. It can give somebody hope forever. Not just for a little bit. It can't just give you some cash, some coin in the bank. No, this what you can give? Is hope eternal, the hope of glory, Christ Jesus. Woo! <laughs> so Joseph's master, 39:20 says, Joseph's master took me and put him in prison. Joseph was placed in prison by the same Pharaoh that appeared to have advanced him. Many of us have grown comfortable the same way with the assistance and the advancement of Pharaoh or Caesar. Or Government subsidies. Stop waiting for the empire to make your dreams come true. You make them come true. You make them come true. Go barah. Number two. This is the first rule that uh, you need. You really need to get this. No one wants your dreams to come true. Nobody wants you to barah. 
And the sooner you could understand this, the better. The person sitting next to you might pretend like they do, but they really don't. Because people who don't have their crayons don't want you to have any crayons either. And the, and the sooner as you figure that out, you're going to be successful. Because you, you know what? I don't care what you think. And I don't care what you think. But I dream this. I dream this. And that what Joseph did? He said, look, this is what I dreamed. Let me show you what God showed me. He, I created something. God, let me show you, brothers and, and, and mom and dad and sister and brother. Let me show you what, what God showed me. And then what they do? They said, let's kill him. Let's kill him. He's got his crayons. Why should he have his? And I'm not, I don't have any crayons. You got any crayons, Reuben? No, I don't have any crayons. How about you, Simeon? No, I don't got any crayons. Let's kill this fool. Let's get rid of him. Who's he think he is? Got some crayons. Gonna tell me what to do. Think he's all that. Nobody wants you to have your crayons. Nobody wants you to create. So the sooner you understand that, the sooner you're gonna understand just... Ignore them. Ignore them. You know what, Troy? I don't think you should do it like this. I think you should do it like this. I don't, I don't really care what you think. I didn't ask you. Now, there can be some people God puts in your life to give you wisdom. Listen to those. But don't ever let go of your dream. Don't ever sacrifice your dream for the wisdom of some man. Don't ever think that man knows better than God. If God said it, he meant it. And if he said it and he meant it, you hold on to it. You hold on to it. Because he's going to perform it. I don't care what no preacher said. I don't care what no father said. No sister, brother, mother said. If God said it, my word shall stand. Everything else is going to fall. My word shall never fail. It's not going to fail, he said. My, my word shall not return void. It shall not return void. But what shall it do? It shall return accomplished and prospered for the thing for which I said it. If I said it, I meant it. And it's going to come true. It's going to happen just like I said it. You may grow weary. You may get tired because time seems to drag on. But I said it. And it's going to happen if you'll just hold on. Yeah. You just got to hold on to what God said. Because he meant it. If you know God said it, stop wavering. He meant it. It's going to come to pass. It's going to happen just like he said. We stand inside of time, but God doesn't. He stands outside of time. Whoa, I'm about to fall. He stands outside of time. End of time, beginning of time, you and me. Right, right there on the end. That's how close we are. He stands outside of it. Doesn't have a problem with time. You don't have a problem with it. He holds it in his hand. Just like I'm holding this big crayon. He holds it. So come on. Just, just go ahead and believe it. I said it. I meant it. Go ahead. The time is... God, why are you waiting? I need this to happen. I need a job now. I said it. I meant it. You hold on to it. It's going to happen. I'm going to bring it to pass. It's the law of life. People are selfish. They don't care about your dreams. They just don't. And so don't care if they care. Just don't care if they care. Stop waiting for them to care. <laughs> what do you think abortion is? Huh? What's abortion? It's kill creation. Let's kill them. It's the devil's attempt to stop the God of God in the earth. 
is it, Tim? It can only be the devil. Not a bunch of smart people who call themselves liberals. No, it can only be the devil that wants to kill creation. He wants to stop the barah of God in the earth. How better to stop the barah than to stop it before it even breaks the womb? Let's just kill it now. Let's just get it over with. He wants to abort your barah. He wants to kill your barah. He wants you to have an abortion tonight. A spiritual one. Give up the barah, he said. Kill the barah. Let go of the dream. Die. Death to the dream. There's one agenda, and that's to kill. I forget what number on three. God's dreams, God's barah, need stewards, not hijackers. Need stewards, not hijackers. As soon as God gave Joseph his barah. You know what he did? He began to get selfish, cocky. So look at me. I'm the man. What God's showing me, he's not showing you this stuff. But I got the barah. I'm barahing you and you're not. I'm special, you're not. He starts, starts bragging to his, his brothers and sisters. He hijacked creation. Preachers do it all over. The, all over. Turn on TV, you'll see him. Hijacking creation. Got their crayons and they know it. So they want to manipulate you and steal yours. That's not of God. Any ministry tells you that's a lie. It's not of God. Come, come. No, whatever. <laughs> we'll always jack the dream up, won't we? We start handling the dream and pretending like it's ours and we're the barah, we're the creator, the, the, we're the creator. If we're the creator, then we got our own, we, you know, can do what we want with it. That's what's wrong with man. They think they can do whatever they want with it. They start thinking they're the creator, right? We're submitted to the creator, God, the creator. Your crayons are just on loan from God. You just, they're just yours for a little bit. He's giving them to you. The moment you got born again, he said, here's some crayons. I'll get them back later. I'll get them back from you later when I come. Or you'll check them in at the door. You're going to check. He's either going to come for the crayons or we're going to check them in at the door. Successful always eludes you until you understand that God needs stewards, not hijackers. 1 Corinthians 4.1 says, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. The earth needs your, your color, needs your barah. Number four, the earth needs your barah. Romans 8.22 says, The whole earth groans. Yeah, we know that. The whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. It's waiting for you and I to barah, to reveal ourselves as the created who create. It's waiting for us. Five. This one's really good. Genesis 40, verse 8. 
Pharaoh has a dream and he can't interpret it. So they call for Joseph. He said, look, I know a guy. He can interpret it. So he calls for the created of God. He calls for Joseph, you know, the one with the coat, with all the colors. He calls for him, you know, the one that knows. He's the father, he's the son of his father's old age. You know, the one that knows that he wears the blessing, that one. They call for him. So the president calls for Pharaoh and says, come on up here. Tell me how I can solve this problem that's about to face me. Presidents, they wait. Potentates, government officials, (laughs) they wait. They wait for you. They don't know what they're waiting for. But you know what, what they need. We know what they need. They need a Joseph to interpret the problems. They need sons of Issachar to discern the times of which they live. They need some Barah to come to them. Because until then, it's just, it's just perilous. It's just futile attempts to, to put a band-aid on a problem. You know what President Obama needs? He needs some Barah to come up out of the church of the living God and solve the problems of America. And until it happens, I promise you, it will not. Until revival sweeps through this land. Like a tidal wave. The problems that face us will always give us trouble. The economy will fail. It's not going to get any better. Just not. You let let the church of the living God start solving problems. Start going before God. He said, look, I don't know what the, the answer to the problem. This is what Joseph said. I don't know how to do this. But let me tell you what. I'm created to know the creator. I can go get with the creator of the world. And I can come back with some answers for you, President Obama. I can solve some of your stuff. Because I am made to barah. You need me. You need me. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. <laughs> he has anointed me. God's dreams are redemptive and they're selfless and they're hard. They're hard. They're just, just that way. They're, they're selfless, they're redemptive, and they're hard. His are redemptive. God is always concerned with the big picture. But know this, that with your barah, nations get restored. It's not just about you. They're redemptive because your barah is made to restore others. It's not just about you. God, he looks, he looks into generations beyond you and says, now create. Because with what you create, I'm going to rescue whole nations. Entire, entire nations are going to come out of this. His are harder. I explained it earlier with time. Things are hard inside of time. You, know, you got to get rid of quit. You, gotta, you have to eliminate quit from your life with your barat, with your dreams, with your creative ability. You have to get rid of quit. It's the quit factor. You, you can't have any quit in you as a, as a created being of God. You can't have it in you. The other day, me and Elijah were moving some stuff out of pastor's house, and, and uh, we didn't have a, a, a ladder. We didn't have anything, really. We just had some stuff in the house. And, uh, and, and Elijah looked up there. It was, it was way up there. And he, he looked back at me and said, how are we going to get that light out of there without a ladder? Had we had a ladder, it had been tough. So I walked down in the basement, and I started, barah. I got the barah. 
I said, well, look, get that board there. Let's get some paint cans. And uh, we got this little thing here. Let's grab that. That table will work. I'm like, bring all this stuff over here. Let me show you all. We're going to start stacking them all up. Start, start a barrage. I don't know where it came from. It's just some stuff in the house. I had to get them. I didn't want to go get a ladder. I was just, truth be told, I just didn't want to leave. I just wanted to get it over. We barrage something. And then and Elijah, I'm like, Elijah, why don't you go up there and get that out? <laughs> so, so Elijah's hanging over there. I've got his belt. I'm like, if you fall, I promise I'll pull you back in this way. I won't let you fall 15 feet to you. <laughs> got to eliminate quick. Get rid of quick. God's are, his, his ways, his dreams are selfless. He'll take care of you. It's through you that others are hooked up. Genesis 12. I blessed you. You could be a blessing to the nations. This is how you make all your dreams come true. You stay away from the crowds. Stay away from crowds. Crowds are for cowards. Stay away from them. God rarely speaks through empires. He prefers individuals. Never throw your bling before pigs. Cast the pearls before swine. Don't do it. Don't trample on it. Don't tell people your dreams. Most of them will just step on them. Wallowing in the mud with your dreams of rain on your parade. <laughs> you know, Matthew 7, 6. Do not give what is holy to the dogs nor cast your pearls before swine. Don't do that. Number three, people never follow boring. So don't be boring. If you're going to do something, if you're going to barah, have some passion. Have some zeal. Act like you're alive. Have a pulse. Let out a woo every once in a while. You know, just to let them know you're alive. Just clap your hands loud, Elijah. Go ahead. I said, what? The boy's got the loudest clap. Well, he's alive. That's why I like him. This boy's alive. You can't say he's dead, don't have no zealousness. He's full of the zeal of the Lord. I prefer to hang around people got some fire. I want some fire set up in your bones. I don't really want to hang around somebody's dead. I want to know you're breathing, that you got a pulse. you got something worth living for and dying for. Because if you don't have that, I don't have time to hang out with you. i got to know you got some purpose in your life. So, don't be boring. Be zealous for the Lord. Isaiah said this, For Zion's sake I will not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. That prophet said, I'm not going to shut up until she understands who she is. So I'm going to keep screaming until you understand, church, you are righteous and full of fire. Number four, start blogging your dream. I thought this was amazing. Start telling people about it. And I, I just want to tell as many people as I can, if you've got a book in your, in your spirit, if you've got some, something creative in your spirit, blog it. Blog it. Get it out there. Don't wait for, don't wait for, who's that, one of those people that, that publisher, don't wait for a publisher to come to you, start publishing, the technology helps you with it already, just start, start blogging chapter at a time, chapter at a, one chapter at a time, before you know it, you'll have a book written, start blogging it, don't wait for publishers to come, pretty soon, your publishers will start knocking down your door, hey, I want to publish your book, there's a whole bunch of people checking your stuff out, and I think we can sell it, make a ton of cash on it, start blogging it, start telling people, start putting it out there, start putting your dreams out there. Don't listen to critics, though. Throw them in the garbage. But start putting it out there. Let people see it. The people need to see the creation of God. The barah of God. Let people see it. Number five, don't miss your cue. Don't miss your cue. Pay attention to what God is doing now. That means you've got to pray. You have to read the Bible. 
You have to pray and you have to read the Bible. Hang around people that do that. Be like Esther. You want to be ready for your time. When it's your time, you want to step right in for such a time as this. I've been, I've been sent here to solve some problems, to barah something for you. Don't miss your cue. Number six, smoke what you sell. You got to smoke what you sell. You know a good drug dealer when you see one, right? Because they're smoking the stuff they're selling. If you don't believe it, listen to me. I wasn't always born again. I, if you don't believe it, nobody else is going to believe it. If you ain't smoking it, don't ask me to smoke. If you're not going to eat it, I'm not eating it. You want some of this? You eat it. No, no. You eat it. I'm not eating that stuff. You eat it. You gotta smoke what you sell. You gotta believe this stuff. You know why I push this stuff I push? Because I believe in it. I saw, I saw it with my eyes. I believe in it. I believe it's the truth, the way, and the life. I don't need you to agree with me. I believe it. I can stand up here. I don't care if none of you agree with it. I believe it. I smoke in this stuff. Come on. I'm smoking it. I'm high on this stuff. <laughs> I'm lit up. I'm addicted. You can't, you can't break my addiction to this. <laughs> I'm, I'm an addict for the Lord. And I put that out there. Somebody put that on YouTube and then it just turned into a tragedy. <laughs> Ignore everybody and throw your critics in the garbage. Put them in the toilet. Ignore everybody. That's the last one. Ignore everybody. Put the critics in the toilet and flush it. Got to ignore some. Sometimes the best way to deal with the devil is just to ignore him. Amen. Just ignore him. You know you got cancer? No. You can go on. Huh? Just, you just have to ignore that. No, I don't. I'm, I'm, I got stuff I got to do. I don't have time for that nonsense. Just ignore everybody. Be flint-faced like the prophet said. I got something to do and I don't care if you don't like it or yeah. I love you, but I don't care if you like what I'm doing. Come on, let's pray. We'll pray tonight. Dreams and visions. It's promised in your word. It's promised in your word. Joel 2, 28. You said you pour out your spirit upon all flesh. We want it tonight. We want the barah of God to come alive in us tonight. We are your created, and we want creation to come out of us. We want what's in you to come out of us. None of us and all of you, God, may it happen according to your will. Let the word of the Lord come alive inside of us tonight. Your church, let your church arise. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. In Jesus' name we ask for it tonight. Give us tonight coat of many colors remind us tonight that we are the children of your old age remind us tonight that you love us remind us tonight that your word stands true your word stands true help us tonight to not grow weary in well doing to color to paint to go and barrage for you bless you tonight, Lord. We thank you. Pray for those tonight that might need a touch from you tonight. Touch the sick in this room. There be any sick among us. 
Holy Spirit, come now. Do your work. Holy Spirit, just touch those who are afflicted and tormented of the devil tonight. We release you now. Not by the will of man, because you are sovereign. By the stripes of Jesus, we are the healed of the Lord. You are the Lord God who heals us tonight. I pray for the Barah of God to fall upon us all this evening. And inside of us, creation would groan. And inside of us, it would, cr- it would tug at us. Lord, it would just absolutely tug at our hearts to create for you, God. To go and paint a masterpiece. To go and color the earth with the glory of God. To go and fill up the earth, God, with your glory. Let your glory cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, Lord. Let it happen. Let it happen. Come on, sing a song to him. Reveal my glory. Sing a new song to him. Hey, hey. Sing a new song to you tonight. Color this world. Hey, you Color tonight, this church? world. churches we're in covenant with, uh, there is a, a drought that has hit the land there in, in Uganda, and we want to send relief. And so the ushers, if you would, just give me some ushers at the door. I'd like to just send relief to them tonight. So whatever God puts on your heart to give to, to our works there in Uganda, we have an orphanage that we sponsor with roughly 33 children, 36 children, something like that. And uh, we support a lot of pastors and the work of the Lord there. And uh, the drought has hit the, hit the land, and uh, a, a severe rainfall has washed away most of the seed, and uh, the need there is, is huge. And so whatever you could give tonight, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, the altars are open if you need prayer. Uh, altar ministers, if you come and service the people tonight, if you need prayer for anything, we want to pray for you tonight before you leave. Uh, we would like to pray for you if you have need of anything at all. We want to touch and agree uh, with you tonight. If you're not born again, you happen to wander in the sheep gate tonight. I need you to know that unless a man be born again, he can't even see 
the kingdom of God. You can't see it down here and you won't see it up there. And so you have to be born again. If you're not born again, it's your moment with God. Take a moment right there. Just share it with the Lord. And then come up here and say, look, I just gave my heart to the Lord. And I, I just want, it, I want you to know that I did that. Amen. Let Jesus talk to you this week. Let him talk through you. Be blessed as you go. We'll see you Sunday.